Hello, I'm Rubina Margosian and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of December 23. In the news, for 12 days now, Azerbaijan has been blockading Artsakh. The European Court of Human Rights applied interim measures against Baku for the ongoing blockade of the Lachin Corridor, and Prime Minister Nigor Pashinyan criticizes the inaction of Russian peacekeepers. It is the 12th day of the blockade of the Lachin Corridor, the only lifeline Artsakh has with Armenia and the rest of the world. Despite growing international pressure, Azerbaijan continues to hold the corridor under blockade. Food and medical supplies for the 120,000 strong population of Artsakh are depleting quickly. On December 19, the International Committee of the Red Cross, however, escorted a patient from Stepanagert in critical condition to Yerevan. On that same day, another patient in need of immediate medical assistance passed away in Stepanagert. Seven people are in the intensive care unit at the Republican Hospital in Stepanagert, four in critical condition. There are also 11 children in the neonatal intensive care unit, among them a four-month-old who is in extremely critical condition. On December 20, the UN Security Council, upon the request of Armenia, discussed the blockade of the Lachin Corridor. A number of countries directly called out Azerbaijan for the blockade, demanding its immediate reopening. The representative of France underlined Azerbaijan's commitment under the November 9, 2020 trilateral statement to ensure secure passage for vehicles through the corridor, calling on the implementation of the statement. The representative of France also called for the immediate free and unhindered access for humanitarian organizations and UN agencies, especially the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, to the populations concerned. The representative of the U.S. said that the impediment to use the Lachin Corridor sets back the peace process and undermines international confidence in it. He called Azerbaijan and others responsible for the corridor security to restore free movement. The representative of Norway called on the parties to adhere to the agreements articulated in the November trilateral statement stressing that Azerbaijan in particular must guarantee safe movement, and the representative of Ireland called on the UN Security Council to do everything it can to prevent another human-made catastrophe emerging on its watch. He noted that without the free movement of people, goods, food, and medical supplies, the people of Nagorno-Karabakh will surely face a humanitarian crisis this winter, adding that Azerbaijan must immediately and unconditionally restore freedom and security of movement along the corridor. The representative of Russia, however, expressed concern over the blockade of the Lachin Corridor, but also said it is the result of a disagreement on the quarrying of mines in Nagorno-Karabakh. She recalled that both sides undertook commitments that must be strictly observed, including the obligation to ensure that civilians do not face difficulties, and said that her country expects that a full transport corridor will be restored in the very near future, and the Security Council was more than a couple of days ago. She also stated that Russia managed to achieve the partial opening of the corridor for vehicles and uh, talks are underway to ensure the access of Azerbaijani ecologists to the mines in question in Nagorno-Karabakh. On December 21, Hugh Williamson, the European and Central Asia Director of Human Rights Watch, said that regardless of who is blocking the road, Azerbaijan's authorities and the Russian peacekeeping forces should ensure that access remains open. The longer the disruption to essential goods and services, 
the greater the risk to civilians, he added. The human rights watchdog added that whether the protesters have genuine environmental concerns or other grievances, Azerbaijan should facilitate the right to peaceful protests by interacting with the protesters in a way that ensures the road remains open and the protest does not deny Nagorno-Karabakh residents their rights of access to essential services and goods and to freedom of movement. On December 21, again, the European Court of Human Rights granted Armenia's request and indicated interim measures in respect to Azerbaijan. ECHR stated that since the extent to which the government of Azerbaijan is currently in control of the situation in the Lachin Corridor was disputed and unclear, noting in addition the obligation of Azerbaijan under Article 6 of the trilateral statement signed on November 9 of 2020 to guarantee the security of persons, vehicles, and cargo movement along the Lachin Corridor in both directions, the court decided to indicate to the government of Azerbaijan to take all measures that are within their jurisdiction to ensure safe passage through the Lachin Corridor of seriously ill persons in need of medical treatment in Armenia and others who were stranded on the road without shelter or means of substance. Yerushe Girakosian, Armenia's representative on international legal matters, said during a press conference, however, that no action is really expected from Azerbaijan following the decision of the court. Giragosian said that ECHR's decision is at least reflective of the objective reality and it can be used for political and diplomatic means and opens other legal avenues to pursue the matter further in international arenas. Armenia had also, however, asked the ECHR to indicate that Azerbaijan seized the blockade of the Lachin Corridor, which the court did not elaborate on. According to Yarashegiragosian, the ECHR could not have requested Azerbaijan to open the corridor, as the court has to make its decisions within certain legal frameworks. Also this week, on the other hand, Azerbaijani media sources reported that Azerbaijan has also appealed to the ECHR against Armenia for the alleged destruction of property in the village of of Berzor, Aravno, and Sus, which were handed over to Azerbaijan this August. According to the Azerbaijani side, the Armenian side did not prevent the destruction of the property when Armenian armed forces were leaving the territories. Commenting on this, the Office of Armenia's representative of international legal matters explained that Azerbaijan had appealed to the court to indicate interim measures against Armenia back in August, which was rejected by the court. Now Baku has filed a full lawsuit against Armenia. And Artak Beklarian, the advisor to Artsakh State Minister, ended his sit-in in front of the UN building on December 21, which he had started back on December 14. He stated that instead of a sit-in, they will gather in front of the UN building every evening at 7 p.m. And uh, Artak Beklarian's cold have gathered more people to the street on uh, December 20. A number of artists led a rally in Armenia demanding the immediate opening of the Lachin Corridor, their march through Yerevan. It was quite the crowd, and throughout the week, the Azerbaijani side has been claiming that information about the blockade of the Lachin Corridor is disinformation and that the corridor is actually opening and functioning. But uh, to wrap this up, however, what we have seen is a couple of vehicles going through, and reportedly these are supplies for the Russian peacekeeping forces stationed in Nagorno-Karabakh. 
More on the situation regarding the mines, on December 20, Anglo-Asian Mining, a mining company registered in the UK, appealed to the United Nations, the US State Department, the UK Foreign Office, the EU, and the governments of several other countries requesting support for the restoration of its legitimate business rights and the safe physical access for Anglo-Asians employees to the Derambom, which they called the Gizli Bulak, and the Demirli, which is the Kashen mine, and uh, surrounding exploration territory in Artsakh. The company wrote in its appeal that the mines are within the region controlled by the Russian peacekeeping forces, but the company believes illegal mining by Armenian companies had been and continues to be conducted in these uh, concession areas. And last weekend, an investigation, Azadutin reported that Azerbaijan had sold the Derembol mine to a U.S. company back in 1997. And regarding the Russian peacekeeping forces in Nagorno-Karabakh, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan criticized the inaction of the peacekeeping forces during yesterday's cabinet meeting. The Prime Minister stated that Azerbaijan's blockade of the Lachin Corridor is illegal and grossly violates its international obligations, in particular the provision of the trilateral statement of November 9. He decided that, in particular, the provisions of the trilateral statement of November 9. He added that according to Article 6 of the statement, the Lachin Corridor is under the control of the Russian peacekeepers in Nagorno-Karabakh, and Azerbaijan is obliged to guarantee the safety of the movement of citizens, vehicles, and cargo through the corridor. Pashinyan noted that the fact that the Russian peacekeepers are also not fulfilling their obligations, that is, to keep the Lachin Corridor under their control. He also stated that the main purpose of the presence of the peacekeeping force is to prevent such situations from happening. Pashinyan also said that Armenia must intensify its efforts in order to increase the role of the international community in the Karabakh conflict. He added that Armenia must actively work towards sending a UN or OSCE Minsk Group fact-finding mission to Nagorno-Karabakh and the Lachin Corridor. And of course, Moscow was quick to respond. Maria Zakharova, the foreign ministry representative of Russia, stated that the Russian peacekeepers are fully implementing their mission. She reminded that there have been numerous escalations before when the sites have accused one another and it was the Russian peacekeepers that did everything to stabilize the situation, and they succeeded. And thus, such an attitude for our peacekeepers is not acceptable, Zakharova said. Putin's spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, said that the Russian peacekeepers are doing everything possible to ensure peace and order in the area of their responsibility. Quote, they are acting in line with the letter and spirit of the document signed by the sides. Certainly, we will continue the discussion of this issue with our Armenian partners and allies, and of quote. And in light of the blockade of the Lachin Corridor and the looming humanitarian crisis in Artsakh, Armenia asked to postpone the meeting of the foreign ministers of Armenia, Russia, and Azerbaijan, which was scheduled for December 23 in Moscow, which is today. Armenian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Vahan Hunanyan told Armen Press that at the moment the priority of the Armenian foreign minister is the impeded reopening of the Lachin Corridor, which has been closed for 11 days, and addressing the problems created as a result of the humanitarian crisis in Nagorno-Karabakh. Hunanyan said that the Armenian side had confirmed its readiness to participate in the meeting uh, that was to be held in Moscow, that is being held in Moscow today, about two weeks ago before the illegal blocking of the Lachin Corridor. Hunanyan also said, however, that the new proposals of the Armenian side regarding the document on the normalization of relations were sent to Azerbaijan as a sign of Armenia's constructiveness. 
And despite Armenia's refusal to participate in the meeting, Bayramov and Lavrov held talks in Moscow today. During a joint press conference after the meeting, uh, Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, said that the position of Russia is that full transport communication through the launching corridor must be restored as soon as possible, and the differences regarding the operation of the mines in the region must be settled. He added that all sides must adhere to the November 9 trilateral statement. Jehum Bayramov, the Azerbaijani foreign minister, stated that Ruben Vartanian, who is the newly appointed state minister of Artsakh, must immediately leave. He added that the sooner Vartanian leaves, the better, as the local population is suffering under his presence, according to Bayramov. Vartanian hinders them from reintegration into Azerbaijan, Bayramov said, and added that before Vartanian's arrival, there had been positive interactions between the government of Azerbaijan and the authorities in Artsakh, without further elaborating what those interactions were. Lavrov, in turn, stated that Russia has nothing to do with Vartanian and his appointment as state minister in Artsakh. On December 20, uh, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan and Foreign Minister Art Mirzoyan met Armenian diplomats heading missions abroad in uh, in Armenia's Jermuk. Pashinyan spoke about Armenia's foreign policy priorities, the existing challenges, problems, and the opportunities to resist them, as well as touched upon the activities of diplomats and Armenia's expectations from them. No further details were revealed about the meeting. And against the backdrop of Azerbaijan's closure of the Lachin Corridor, Ursula von der Leyen and the president of European Commission once again stated that Azerbaijan is Europe's reliable partner in energy cooperation. In Bucharest, where the leaders of Azerbaijan, Georgia, Romania, and Hungary signed an agreement last weekend on the construction of an electric cable to carry Azerbaijani electricity to Europe, von der Leyen stated that EU's strategy to turn its back on Russian fossil fuels and diversify towards what she called reliable energy partners was working. On December 19, the European Monitoring Mission, which had been deployed along Armenia's border with Azerbaijan since October 20, completed its mission. The European Council, in agreement with Armenia's authorities, decided that the existing EU Monitoring Mission in Georgia will deploy a transitional planning assistance team in Armenia to enhance the EU's awareness of the security situation and contribute to the planning and preparation of possible civil, common security, and defense policy mission. The transitional planning assistance team is also expected to support the president of the European Council, Charles Michel, in the EU-facilitated normalization process between Armenia and Azerbaijan. On the very same day, when the European civilian monitoring mission ended in Armenia, Azerbaijani armed forces opened fire from different caliber firearms in the direction of Armenian military positions near the village of Kutakan in Armenia's Gerarkunik region. Also today, the Defense Ministry of Armenia reported that at around 3.15 a.m., units of Azerbaijani armed forces opened fire from different caliber firearms toward the Armenian combat positions located nearby Verin Shorja. Again, this is in the Gerardkunik region. The Azerbaijani armed forces also used mortars. The Armenian side did not report any casualties, and during the weekend, Armenian Artsakh again denied accusations by Azerbaijan of firing in the direction of Azerbaijani positions. 
On December 18, during a year-end press conference summarizing CSTO's 2020 activities, Secretary General Stanislav Zaz announced that the organization reacted rapidly and efficiently during the September 13-14 escalation on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border. Zaz also said that the CSTO has no intention of leaving Armenia or ignoring Armenia's problems. Zaz also stated that CSTO's offer to send a mission to Armenia remains open, and as a reminder, on November 23, during a CSTO collective council meeting, um, CSTO offered to provide assistance to Armenia, which Armenia's prime minister refused due to a lack of political assessment of the September 13-14 Azerbaijani aggression against Armenia. And yesterday, Armen Grigorian spoke with the U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan over the phone. Grigorian presented the situation on the launching corridor to Sullivan. The sites emphasized the importance of immediately resolving the situation and continuing negotiations. In a readout, the U.S. White House informs that Sullivan also spoke on the phone with Hikmet Hajiyev, the advisor to Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev. According to the readout, Sullivan urged both sides to consider steps that will ease tensions and serve as the basis of good neighborly relations in the future. He noted the U.S.'s ongoing concern over impeded access to the launching corridor and the growing humanitarian implications of the situation and called for full restoration of free movement through the corridor. On December 16, Prime Minister Pashinyan received Richard Moore, the chief of the Secret Intelligence Service of Great Britain. The sides discussed issues related to the processes taking place in the South Caucasus. Topics related to regional and international security were also touched upon. And on December 19, Armenia's investigative committee reported the final number of casualties resulting from the September 1314 Azerbaijani aggression against Armenia. And the number is 224 casualties. All bodies have been identified. And today, in an extraordinary session, Armenia's parliament adopted a bill on creating a foreign intelligence service. The newly created structure will report to the prime minister and will not be a military body. It will work to gather information that will inform the prime minister's decision-making in the fields of foreign policy, security, economy, defense, science, and technology. And speaking of intelligence, a former head of the intelligence service of Armenia's armed forces, commander of military unit Aray Karutunyan, was detained this week for negligence of duties. Armenia's prosecutor's office informs that because of his action, there were no soldiers assigned to combat positions at the military bases near Gerard Fair in Georgia, Kut and Norabak villages. Uh, as a result, Azerbaijani forces managed to advance into Armenia's territory on May 12, 2021. And Armenia's national security uh, reports of yet another espionage case. A senior sergeant of Armenian armed forces passed on state secrets and other information about his military unit through WhatsApp to Azerbaijani intelligence agents from January to June of this year. He received um, 93,000 drums for his services. This is approximately 235 U.S. dollars. The senior sergeant was recruited through the Russian social media platform platform Adna Klasniki. Vartan Rugasian, the former mayor of Armenia's second largest city of Gyumri, is facing new criminal charges of embezzlement and destruction of cultural monuments. In 2019, Rugasian was charged with abuse of power and fraud. Vartan Rugasian served as Gyumri's mayor for 13 years. This is from 1999 until 2012. 
An Armenia's anti-corruption court has sent summons to third president Ser Sarkisyan and his two daughters, Anush Minasyan and Satanik Sarkisyan, within the framework of proceedings in a case pertaining to the confiscation of illegally obtained assets. Sarkisyan and his two daughters are summoned as respondents in the case for a preliminary court session, which is to take place on January 19, 2023. And this week, Finance Minister Dikran Khachatryan was appointed as Deputy Prime Minister. Last week, we reported that Deputy Prime Minister Hamparsu Matevosian was dismissed without any clarification. Deputy Finance Minister Vahevanisian was appointed as Finance Minister. And on December 20, the Constitutional Court Judge Vahe Grigorian was appointed as Vice President of Armenia's Constitutional Court. Grigorian was appointed as a Judge of the Constitutional Court back in June 2019. Armenia's former parliament speaker, Galus Sahagyan, passed away on December 18. He served as Armenia's parliament speaker from 2014 until 2017. Uh, Evian Report is updating uh, the situation on the Lachin Corridor in our the Lachin Corridor looming humanitarian catastrophe article. It's, it's a chronological uh, report of everything that's happening uh, as the situation develops. Uh, and uh, that was it for this week. Thank you everyone for listening.